Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. Today's poem is by Theodore Retke, and it's called Root Cellar. I'll read it once, offer a few comments, and read it one more time. Root Cellar. Nothing would sleep in that cellar, dank as a ditch. Bulbs broke out of boxes hunting for chinks in the dark. Shoots dangled and drooped, lolling obscenely from mildewed crates, hung down long yellow evil necks like tropical snakes. And what a congress of stinks, roots ripe as old bait, pulpy stems rank, silo-rich, leaf mold, manure, lime, piled against slippery planks. Nothing would give up life. Even the dirt kept breathing a small breath. Uh, Theodore Retke, I uh, was born 1908, died 1963. He was an American poet who won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry in 1954 uh, and was a longtime poetry teacher uh, whose own students went on to win Pulitzer Prizes. I think among his students there are two winners and at least two more nominees. Uh, former U.S. Poet Laureate James Dickey said that Redke was, in his opinion, the greatest poet this country has yet produced. Uh, you might know him best for his uh, poem, My Papa's Waltz, and the uh, combination of uh, sincere uh, sentiment and melancholy mingle beautifully in that poem uh, characterizes a lot of Retke's work well. Um, he was very gifted, but often uh, struggled with uh, depression or what some might call dark nights of the soul. This poem is uh, depressed in its own way. Uh, it seems to be about coming upon an abandoned root cellar, a root cellar that has gone to seed. Uh, the It was stocked, things were stored there, and then at some point people stopped coming down <laughs> to check on them. Uh, there's an ambiguity in the first line, nothing would sleep in that cellar. When you first read it, it may suggest that this is no place to spend the night. <laughs> That's probably true. But as the poem goes on, and especially in light of the final line of the poem, even the dirt kept breathing a small breath, uh, you get this sense that... Uh, or the first line is reinterpreted for you. Uh, nothing is willing to sleep. The things in that cellar refuse to sleep. There's a whole lot of decay and decomposition going on. And uh, it's not all described in positive terms. There are bulbs putting out shoots that are stretching and dangling like long yellow evil necks like tropical snakes the congress of stinks uh, 
which is uh, such a perfect and evocative term for a number of reasons, uh, without taking this in a political direction, <laughs> though that would be easy enough to do. Uh, just the idea that multiple stinks would uh, get together and take take up common cause with one another uh, is uh, an evocative one. But again, the last line or last two, last two lines uh, begin to reinterpret all of the poem for us as uh, a really genius way that Retke has layered this poem. You read through it once and your reactions are largely negative. This poem reminds me of other poems, which is also a, a good sign. It's the strength of a poem. Uh, I think of the rhyme of the ancient mariner, which the ancient mariner sees uh, writhing sea serpents uh, in the water and he hates them. He finds them ugly and grotesque and their presence is oppressing to him. Uh, but later in the poem, he, uh, the light changes, the moon comes out and he's able to uh, see them in a different light, no pun intended, uh, and find a certain beauty in them. And it's at this moment that he, uh, when he is able to see the beauty in these things that he once found grotesque, uh, that his heart is opened and he is able to pray uh, again, which ultimately leads to his deliverance. Uh, I think to have Hopkins poem, God's Grandeur, uh, Rhett Key gets done surveying this uh, litany of gross stuff. But his final takeaway is that, uh, as Hopkins says, there lives the dearest freshness deep down things. Uh, there's a kind of persistent life that uh, won't let go here, and that that's not uh, a universally negative thing. One can imagine the kind of circumstance that would lead to the abandonment of a root cellar, uh, the most likely being maybe the death of the house's inhabitant, uh, which could add another significance to this recognition that something, even there in this place that has been uh, that is bereft because of death, uh, is not utterly without life. It's an excellent metaphor, if you want to get allegorical, too, maybe for the mind of the poet, uh, the line, leaf mold, manure, lime, piled against slippery planks, uh, also brings to mind uh, a phrase from J.R.R. Tolkien. He talks about the leaf mold of the mind, uh, that the way that uh, an author can make use of other sources of inspiration is simply to put them all, shovel them all into his head. You read things and you don't know how they will be of use to you, uh, but they all go into the soup, uh, the leaf mold of the mind that gradually decomposes, becomes homogenous, and fertilizes new growth later. And you can't point to uh, a new shoot in your garden and say, ah, that's from the crushed up eggshells we put in the compost heap last April. Or, oh, that's from all those corn cobs uh, that we threw into the compost pit the summer before last. It's all, it's all mixed and churned together. And here, too, uh, you think that ideas, 
you think that projects or inspirations perhaps go into your mind, disappear into your mind to die. Uh, the mind here not being a lofty thing like the attic where <laughs> you do, in fact, you know, box up things that get dusty and forgotten. But a subterranean thing, this dark hole, you drop them down there. But uh, even though you think they're uh, rotting or maybe they're definitely rotting and you think that they're rotting uh, to no end, uh, they can be fertilizing like the leaf mold and manure and lime uh, of something new and forthcoming because nothing there will give up life. And to quote one more great work of 20th century fiction, life finds a way. Here's the poem one more time. Nothing would sleep in that cellar. Dank as a ditch, bulbs broke out of boxes, hunting for chinks in the dark. Shoots dangled and drooped, lolling obscenely from mildewed crates, hung down long yellow evil necks like tropical snakes. And what a congress of stinks. Roots ripe as old bait, pulpy stems rank, silo-rich, leaf molds, manure, lime, piled against slippery planks. Nothing would give up life. Even the dirt kept breathing a small breath. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. The dirt that keeps breathing a small breath. Until next time, happy reading.